0: No purchase necessary. Boy-wear prohibited by law. 18 plus and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hello, this is Glenda Canfield, at Glenda Canfield on Twitter. I'm speaking with Juan Rivera, and he's with Citrix. Uh, Citrix Systems. He's been there for quite a while. Juan, do you want to kind of give us your title? I know you're a VP over in one of the product units, um, Areas um, and tell us kind of how you kind of got to that that space.
2: Yes, so um, I actually been with Citrix for 14 years. Uh, March 2001, I joined Citrix, and uh, so it's actually 14 years this this month. Yeah. And um, I worked on a number of projects. Uh, my history of Citrix, uh, if you guys know, Secure Gateway 3.0. Um, I was uh, I was the developer on that project. Um, Then after that, I worked on other projects like Access Gateway, um, uh, Smart Access. Then I worked on HDX for many years. Um, Most recently, I worked on um, ShareFile. After the acquisition, um, I was tasked to help um, transition ShareFile into an enterprise SaaS business. And, And lastly, I'm actually now working... Um, in the Synapse and desktop team and uh, helping the team make the transition to become uh, a cloud service. So that's been, uh, in a nutshell, my, my journey uh, with Citrix. And, and, and right now um, I'm leading the, the, the engineering and uh, product management team that uh, is tasked to uh, do this transition uh, within what's called uh, today Citrix work, Workspace Cloud.
1: Okay, so so with the Citrix Workspace Cloud, um, does that include anything else besides just ZenApp and Zen Desktop, or um, are ZenApp and Zen Desktop just the areas that you are specifically focused on and you yeah, specifically the, want to talk you know, about?
2: The, the Workspace
1: Cloud, there's been a, a lot of
2: uh, confusion about what uh, what is Citrix Workspace for Cloud and what is um, the Zen Desktop as a as a cloud service. And, and perhaps the best way to describe it is uh, Citrix Workspace Cloud. It's um, it's an umbrella of multiple cloud services from from within Citrix. Uh, because what we're trying to do is to be able to define workspaces that uh, combine Windows and Apps and mobile applications and and data and and many other things that we are are part of our Citrix portfolio. So. It, it encompasses a lot more than just simply Synab and Sendesta. Uh, and many of those products today have uh, cloud offerings. Synmobile um, has a cloud offering. Surefile has a cloud offering. Um, but Synab and Sendesta uh, doesn't have a cloud offering yet. So my, um, my role is to help build that cloud offering that, it, that would be available under uh, the Citrix Workspace cloud Umbrella.
1: Okay, all right, and uh, I'm assuming that you know you're talking, but when you're talking about this stuff, um, you've already got some form of um, you know idea of the direction you're going. Because I know at VMware. I've spoken with you know some people at VMware in their cloud area, and they're all about the software-defined data center. Now, do you guys, um, is Citrix kind of looking at it in the same way, or do you guys have a separate approach?
2: Well, we, you know what, we love Synergy. Uh, we spoke a little bit about this uh, at a high level. And um, one of the key things that um, is key to our uh, strategy is uh, the hybrid cloud, uh, which is, you know, while we are doing um, cloud offerings and um, in, in CWC, uh, the customer has the option to... Um, Allow some of their apps and desktops to run on-prem, and this is um, this is actually derived from our success with SureFile. And and with SureFile, we we had the the concept of the control plane that is um, offered as a service in the cloud, but we give the option to customers to either store their data in the cloud, on um, in what we call Citrix Managed Storage Zones, or um, in their control in what we call customer-managed storage zones. And most of our enterprise customers, what they do is they deploy customer-managed storage zones on-prem. So that's sort of the, the concept of a hybrid cloud. And um, and that's, that architecture was uh, has been very successful for us in ShareFile. And we're sort of taking that same concept uh, with CWC in which we allow the customers to have the flexibility to choose where they want to, um, you know, run their apps and that uh, or where they want to have their app, uh, the, their data, um, and that could be on-prem or in their public cloud of their choosing. Um, mm-hmm. And that is the key flexibility. You know, oftentimes we talk about anyness, but we're really kind of uh, changing the conversation more about uh, flexibility and giving the customer the, the flexibility of choosing where they want to. Uh, run their those apps and uh, host their data.
1: Okay, so uh, this also kind of w- brings in the idea of when you talk about a hybrid cloud, you've got stuff, you've got data that's off premises, and then you've got stuff that's in the, the customer's data center, and then stuff that are, you know, data data in you know, another data center that maybe isn't owned by them, but that they they're renting space inside of, or or something like that, right? Is that the the Key to to what you're talking about when you say on-prem or off-prem,
2: right? So, so the customer, you know, the customer, um, you know, we have a lot of customers who have purchased a lot of capacity, capacity in Azure, for instance. Mm-hmm. So with this, they have the option to say, hey, you know, what, I'll I'll, I'll put some of my uh, my workloads in on-prem and uh, perhaps even have some, uh, you know, some of that capacity in Azure use um, as a way to add more. Uh, flexibility to my my existing capacity on prem so you have that option right and 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 the key the key of, of all this is we're not tying you to um a specific uh, public cloud or a specific architecture and that's a unique differentiation of uh that Citrix has over um our competitors which all are pretty much tying you to a, a specific uh cloud or a specific uh uh, architecture, so okay. that flexibility um, give, is is compelling to customers. We're not locking them into one of them,
1: right? Mm-hmm. And you're you're not also locking them to specific hardware. So, you know, with, with ShareFile, like Share ShareFile is basically just how you manage uh, customer data. It's it's um, what is the? What's it, give me an example of something that's easy for people to compare ShareFile to.
2: Do um, you mean comparing ShareFile to other products?
1: Yes. Yeah, give me an example.
2: Well, I mean, ShareFile, uh, the simplest, uh, uh, you know, you compare that to OneDrive or Dropbox, and, okay. and those are, you know, the typical, you know, store data in the cloud. Now, ShareFile, uh, on the other hand, has also uh, that, that type of uh, openness and flexibility uh, architecture in which if you already have data, or in other systems, you can Sharefile enable that data without migrating the data into Sharefile. And that's what we call storage zones connectors. Mm -hmm. And the concept is, if you have lots of data on SharePoint, if you have a lot of data on, let's say, OneDrive or Box or Dropbox, um, you can tie all those documents into ShareFile and have a single pane pane of view for all all your data. Uh, without having to migrate that data to, to ShareFile. So that sort of kind of aligns well with you know the core values of Citrix and, and what we're trying to do with the openness and um, and the flexibility that we want to provide in our products that makes it easy for people to adopt them because it's not forcing them to move everything into a specific uh, model of doing that. Okay.
1: So, so say you've got Dropbox on your iPhone, or you've got OneDrive on your home PC, then you've got ShareFile at work and need access to some of the app, some of the um, documents or, or data that's sitting in, you know, one of those other two applications that are cloud cl- applications as well, are you saying that you just basically have um, a way to do a, a kind of a pass-through authentication using your ShareFile? Just make sure you can log into those, you know, um, through yeah. ShareFile, and then you can see it all, even though it's all not actually in ShareFile.
2: Exactly, you can okay. see you can see your, um, you know, um, your consumer cloud storage solutions. You can uh, we can also connect to network shares. You can also connect to SharePoint servers um, and uh, provide you with the pass pass through uh, authentication uh, to all those uh, systems. Uh, but the key is that you continue to use one familiar interface for accessing all your documents, mm. and and that's a uh, you know uh, it's a it's a realistic approach to the problem because when people go when you go and 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 start deploying SharePoint uh, in a customer, you know they already have lots of data and it's all spread across multiple different systems, mm-hmm. so um, the, the the model allows us to. Um, give the customer the most value for all the data they already have. Uh, another cool thing we have is, is an SDK where if a customer is interested to enabling uh, you know some proprietary system where they may have data as well, they could actually build uh, a connector to ShareFile so that they can expose that data into ShareFile as well. Okay.
1: So that's really cool. Um, so that's that's a big part of, of what you see um, going forward because, I mean, I, could, I can see where... Being able to, you know, even if it's not actually merged, having it appear to be merged would be really convenient (laughs) because of the way we all swap out of our, you know, our devices right now. I mean, we're constantly moving from device to device depending on, you know, what we need to get done because the device basically dictates what we can do. So, you know, if we're on a, a laptop, obviously we're going to be able to do more than we can on a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, just and, and, you
2: know, a lot of customers, yeah. uh, a lot of SharePoint customers have found out that, you know, IT has been dealing with the Dropbox problem, which is, hey, their employees have been using Dropbox on their own.
0: Yeah. And they
2: want to provide them an alternative. So the Connectors and Model, it, it's a, it, it provides a, a transition for those users to continue to use both systems as they, you know, kind of transition out the Dropbox and, and, and use ShareFall primarily for their business uh, use
1: cases. Okay, okay. Now, as far as um, VDI and mobility, are you seeing, and I know I've sent you, I kind of pinged you on this because there is this kind of, you know, noise about maybe mobility wagging the tail of the, uh, VDI. Um, just based on you know compatibility issues and, and things like that with OSs when it comes to phones or, or tablets. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm I'm getting over the flu, so that's why I sound so hoarse. But um, I wanted to kind of get your take on it because I'm asking everybody I'm talking to lately about it. Um, you know how how they view that? Do they think that you know it, it is VDI has VDI already found its its you know, a home address, or do you think that there's more growth in that area? Um, and if there is, what do you think it would look like um, uh, with mobility? I, I, think,
2: I think that, um, you know, within, uh, while I was working at Sherpa I mean, Sherpa has had, like, a tremendous growth uh, opportunity, and uh, I moved to this team uh, because I, I was really excited about uh, the potential that there is um, in in this space for growth as we continue to make this uh, transition to, um, to the cloud. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that what we're trying to do is um, to help simplify uh, a lot of the complexity that is involved in this system. So, you know, we always see that there's a lot of opportunities out there in the market, uh, but not all deployments are uh, successful or meeting the expectations of customers. Um, for a a number of many uh factors you know mm-hmm. from the perspective of performance its experience scalability all those things so we' actually been trying um, in the cloud creates uh, a new platform for us to uh, innovate faster uh drive simplification and and provide a more predictable uh, model for deploying this solution uh, to customers so they can help them be successful um, and that that uh that is, you know, that applies to both, you know, the VDI and the traditional application uh, virtualization, but as well as, you know, some of the things we're doing with thin uh, mobile. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing with CWC is, you know, bringing all these things together in, in one uh, in one model that uh, makes it easy, makes it uh, more prescriptive on how. These solutions are deployed, managed, and and uh, uh, deliver to the to the end users.
1: hmm mm-hmm. Well, I think that there's kind of this, this you know perception out there with you know the many different access devices that people are are using, especially in the mobile arena. That um, you know we're kind of everything is converged and we're in this perfect storm. And I don't think people realize that. You know, we're not ready to do our jobs on mobile devices all the time. <laughs> we still have some, you know, um, we we still have some development and some standardization to do there. And um, there are a few different areas that that, you know, these companies like Citrix, like you know, um, yeah. your other competitors and stuff, that that have to be worked on. And and it's not even just you know Citrix. It, you you guys aren't wholly responsible for mobile. I mean, there's there's a lot of different you know Um, arenas for mobile where it's going to be living, including just the consumer area, and I know Citrus kind of focuses mostly on business and enabling businesses to, you know, provide a a great, you know, uh, service to their customers, Um, but do you see Citrix getting into kind of like the consumer arena with some of the stuff that they're doing, especially with Blade File and with Citrix's um, ability around HDX and and their um, new mobile strategy? I mean, the fact that they've got applications. You know, I'll I'll, I'll tell you, we
2: we have some really cool uh, products that are – more oriented to uh, consumers and um, you know small businesses um, I'll I'll mention a few that uh, i encourage you guys to, to check it out one of them is called ShareConnect and ShareConnect is uh go to my reinvented uh, reimage um, with an emphasis on uh, mobile access and um, with integration to ShareFile so that's a, a very interesting product where we take in a lot of the, you know, some of the uh, technologies we have and make it then more consumer-oriented. Uh, There's another product uh, that we released, um, which is called uh, Convoy. Uh, it's spelled C-O-N-V-O-I. And it's actually available on both, uh, I think it's a, uh, iOS. It might be available on Android. I'm not quite sure. But it's um, it's another a really cool consumer mobile application for uh collaboration so there's a lot of that uh some of those uh products that we're releasing to more of a uh, small business and consumer um but what we're really trying to do uh, as an overall uh, strategy is to build more to um, uh, yeah, yeah. build our enterprise products to be more consumer yeah. friendly right yeah. so all the all those learnings about just having that user want to use the software um, that we're delivering as an enterprise helps drive uh, consumption and you know and that's important because as a business we are uh, we're, we're making and this is i I'll say it's an industry-wide uh, transformation where we're moving towards a, a consumption based economics and we're it's no longer about just selling you some perpetual licenses and we just go away we don't care if you're successful with them or not but more about ensuring that you know you we drive consumption of the product and as we move into more cloud based and uh, subscription based licenses you know the consumption aspect is key and for the consumption model to work well, you know, this aspect of consumerization of, of IT and, and, and building products that are more um, compelling to the end user and more, you know, more like the the type of products that are targeted directly to consumers, it's key for the to the success of that.
1: Right, with the whole bring your own device and the mobility movement and what's happening with the millennials, that makes yeah. sense to kind of target, you know, that... that uh, consumption, um, but you also still have to be, you know, a a company that provides the the ability for people to be productive. And that's where Citrix has kind of always lived is you've allowed people to work remotely and still be, you know, highly productive and get a really good experience. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I'm assuming that, you know, the HDX team is still working very hard on that. And with the MDX stuff, I mean, how much of that is even, you know, similar to what's going on with um, HDX, I mean, as far as being able to port stuff over? Um, right. Yeah, so,
2: so when you think about um, HDX, HDX is, is um, you know, it's a, it's a technology that allows applications to run in the data center and we deliver them to the endpoint in a way that we create illusion as if the app is running locally. MDX uh, works a little bit different, and the MDX is about um, running the app in the device in a secure container, so that the uh, company uh, the company policies can be enforced. So um, that you know, there's 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 a number of benefits of running the app and the device, including the fact that um, you can run you can work offline. And you have a, a, a much better overall user experience, but both are valid ways to deliver applications to uh, to end users. And you, and we'll see. You know, I, I definitely see that there's going to be a lot more convergence between the two, where you see, you know, some apps one way, some apps the other way. And we've been doing this with App V uh, with, within ThinApp uh, to allow some apps that are, you know, require offline access to be delivered to to the endpoint. So they are they are complementary in ways, and uh, because at the end of the day, you have apps that have different requirements and needs, and therefore you need uh, a set of technologies that can allow you to meet the needs for all the you know diverse set of apps that IT have to deliver to them users.
1: Yeah, there is a lot of diversity. I guess the question then becomes, you know, how complex is it going to be to manage and implement for you know infrastructure? and how complex is it going to be to support, um, you know, because there are some things that you have to do to, to enable support of some of these mobile devices, um, you know, in the data center. So, you know, there's always a concern for a bunch of IT people when, when you start, you know, adding all of these um, new features into existing products. And Citrix has always done this, so I don't know that there's a lot of fear from Citrix's customers <laughs> in, in general, but I think that it might be confusing for, say, somebody who's never been a Citrix customer, yeah. and all of a sudden they're like, well, we need to have you know a really great protocol and we need to have the ability to, to um, publish applications to... Or have applications that are in the the app store and publish applications to people's you know laptops when they're on the road or your same clients when they're in the data center. Um, you know what are you guys working on any kind of um, you know way to make that seem a little bit less complex
2: yes, and that is what uh, CWC is is attempting to do, which is combining all these use cases. And being able for administrators to create workspaces that uh, include all these diverse set of um, use cases and and uh, and make it much simpler for the administrator to manage them and basically say you know said so i as um let's say well I'm going to create a workspace for my marketing department
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I'll say well the marketing department needs you know they need this um, the this desktop, they need um, this SAP application, this uh, Photoshop application, and so on. And then they said, you know, they may need this uh, the SharePoint application, they need uh, these and the other mobile application. They can define all those things that the marketing department requires, regardless of the product that is used to deliver those applications. And then, mm-hmm. and then basically. In, in one view, you'll be able to find, okay, so these are the groups, these are the applications, these are the users, and manage it at that level and not worrying as much into the details of what are the underlying technologies and products that are used to deliver those apps. They're just looking at, hey, here's my, all my available apps, here's all my users, and I'm going to start defining workspaces based mm-hmm. on the user needs and,
1: uh, and requirements. Right, okay, now are there any like tools as far as scaling tools or or um any kind of um value adds where you know people can figure out what their um user loads are and what would be ideal for their environment or anything like that well there's um there's a lot of really exciting things that are
2: coming soon okay. that I wish I could speak about um that um would um uh, address some of those questions okay. uh, i'll say that i'll say that you know as we we're really trying to overall become um make our our solutions more uh prescriptive uh simpler for the administrator to um to deploy you know I always joke that you know for you to do a successful v d a deployment you need a a master's degree because this thing is very complicated right <laughs> and <laughs> And it's like, how can we, how can we, domest- uh, and, and you know, it's a lot of questions that the ministry has to figure out. Um, and you know, some, are, some of the questions are fair because they're unique to their business, but most of them aren't. Most of them are just because, you know, we, we leave it sort of open-ended. So the more prescriptive we get, the less uh, difficult decisions we um, ask the, uh, the, the person who's deploying the solution, the more successful they will be. And um, and we're doing a lot of really exciting things uh, in that front in the future that will, you know, really take a lot of the complexity uh, away from, from, some of, from deploying some of these solutions.
1: Well, I, I will tell you the idea of having maybe one console or even just two consoles to be able to manage all of your, you know, your entire Citrix environment, regardless of whether it's, you know, VDI within desktop. Or publishing applications, or streaming apps, or you know, publishing MDX apps out to you know, or you know, having people use the, um, the, the the app store on their phones or their access devices. Um, having a simpler way to manage that and a more central way to manage that is is kind of you know more exciting, and it sounds better to me as a Citrix nerd. Because Citrix is what I specialize in deploying. So for me, that would be great because, you know, that's one of the big complaints, right, is, is and it's been a consistent one always, is everything has its own management console. There's always, you know, like the, the print manager console, and then you've got the application management console, and it just kind of, like, we have them all squeezed into one place would be really lovely. So good for you. You get my we, vote. So, we,
2: so, like you know, like I mentioned with CWC, there's a lot of really exciting things happening around that, and the whole concept of you know software-defined workplace, workplaces and and enabling uh, as administrators to define these things. And one of the cool things about uh, CWC is that you know, to tying all these products together, um, you now start thinking about complex. Uh, Things that happen across products now can be uh, orchestrated behind the scenes by the system and take all that complexity uh, away from the administrator
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know because in a way, as an administrator they shouldn't care that there's multiple products they're just trying to deploy you know a solution that meets the need for to to their users that span you know multiple use cases and technologies because of different applications for mobile and windows and so on. Uh, but when it comes down to deploying the solution, you know you shouldn't be thinking in those terms. You should be thinking about the use case you're trying to solve, and the complex orchestration behind the scenes across products should not be exposed to the administrator. That's part of what the system can do for you, and simplify uh, from when it comes to deploying all these different uh, products together. So there's a lot of uh, really exciting things in terms of the level of simplification that that we will be able to drive with CWC, um, you know, being able to access everything from a web, you know, web console and do everything from a single place. It's going to be pretty, uh, pretty exciting.
1: Groovy. Okay. So where does like Netscaler live in, you know, underneath the umbrella? Because that's an ongoing, because most district administrators, they're still struggling with kind of managing the NetScalers, too. And, and it's not just about, you know, the complexity of managing a net scaler but it's the politics of having network administrators who don't want you touching, um, you know, appliances, or even even if it's a virtual appliance, they don't want you touching it because they own that space. So, um, you know, it becomes a little bit difficult to, to you know, manage that. But in some shops, they expect the Citrix administrator to own that as well. So they're no longer just a, you know, Citrix admin or network admin. So are you guys doing anything to integrate the management of that into, um, you know, under the CWC um, banner as well?
2: Uh, there's some. There there are some initiatives to um, to bring Netscaler into CWC in the future. I I, um, I don't have any specific details that I can share. Okay. on that topic, but that you know we we you know that 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 just goes along uh pretty much with what we're trying to do as a strategy of trying simplification and and you know that we've that we've been discussing and and like you said um today it's it's uh it's one of those uh, uh uh pain points in terms of you know managing it and who does that and and so on yeah so definitely some pain points that. Can be can be addressed in the future.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, what are you excited about with, that's going on with cloud right now? I mean, other than the, the,
2: to me, to me, the, the the thing I'm most excited about it is mm-hmm. that the cloud creates uh, an environment for uh, software vendors to bring innovation to customers at a low, at a at a much lower cost, and that mm-hmm. is in my view, uh, a game-changer for enterprises who uh, today have been consuming mostly uh, traditional on-prem uh, products. And the reason for this is that when you deliver products in the cloud that that you're uh, hosting, that you're managing, that you're able to uh, patch it and you do um, all the necessary support monitoring and so on, you're able to um, mo- um, execute on on software del- uh, deliverables much faster, and today a traditional app send desk send release cycle is between twelve to eighteen months. Mm-hmm. The reason is that you know once we ship the CD to customers that image that, you know getting any type of uh, fixes to them is very costly. so we do a lot of work up front to make sure that we try to get all the bugs as much as we can. You obviously always ship with box and you cannot really get everything out uh, out of the software. But in the cloud, you know we we work in two two week sprints, so mm-hmm. we're constantly doing smaller much uh, smaller updates, but we're able to constantly monitor the performance of the system, and if there's problems, we can quickly patch it. Mm-hmm. We also do things as um, what what's called a canary deployment in which you know when we do new new versions of the software. We slowly expose our customer base with a new version, um, and we measure the performance of the system before we enable it to all our customer base. Mm-hmm. So those kind of things allow us to innovate at a much faster uh, pace, which means you know, once we move the, make this transition to the cloud, you know, the amount of features, capabilities, performance improvements, and so on that you will see from us, we're going to take a much faster pace. But also, you know, we're very committed to our customers who are fully on-prem that are not quite ready to make the transition to the cloud. And, you know, all the innovation that we do in the cloud will trickle down to our on-prem releases. So, you know, all that all that innovation that happens in the cloud, all the learnings that we get from those customers who are using the cloud, uh, all the bug fixes and everything we do in the cloud um, would ultimately add value to uh, the final release that we make for on-prem that's going to be much higher quality because it's been, you know, that that, that product has been used um, by companies through the in wire. the cloud and it's <laughs> been battle tested, right? So yeah. when we put it out there, it's not just simply been tested in the lab, it's actually been tested in, in the real world. So, mm-hmm. you know, we also uh, will see a much robust on-prem releases coming mm-hmm. from Citrix. So uh i uh, to me that's exciting That's um uh, there's a important transformation for um for the company
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and, and um, uh, a renaissance i guess you could say in terms of innovation and value that we all offer to customers and um just um you know a a, a way for us to reach to uh, a number of customers that today may consider a product too complex for even them to to uh, deploy. So, you know, we can, we will have a much bigger audience moving mm-hmm. forward with the type of products that we'll be able to. Uh,
1: well, I do think market. that, it, yeah, I do think you're right there. I mean, I think that there's a lot of customers who are um, historical, historically like VMware customers who are like strictly just VMware shops. They don't even have Citrix, the and they never have. And they they think that, you know, they, that horizon is the answer and they don't understand protocols and they don't understand, you know, the differences between what's going on with multimedia at VMware and their products and what's going on with multimedia at Citrix and their products, you know, and, and how you guys enable that stuff um, versus, you know, other companies like VMware. I hate to keep saying VMware during a Citrix call, but I, gotta, I can't stop. Um, so anyway... Uh, The the point that I'm trying to make is is that, you know, having it simplified and making it less complex kind of takes away a a barrier that a lot of customers kind of, you know, perceive, even if they don't even, you know, need all of the different products or or features, you know, there's a perception there, and a lot of it is just fear-based, and it's, you know, coming from... Uh, other vendors directing them, you know, directing directed at Citrix. Um, now I can understand that too, because even as a Citrix administrator, being able to manage everything in one or two consoles is great. But it's still not, you know, brain surgery. We're not saving lives. I mean, well, sometimes we are when we yeah. work in the medical field, <laughs> but you know what I mean. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. it's, it's it's doable. Um, it's just annoying. So having, you know, centralized consoles and being able to just create workspaces and, and manage things that way and, and quickly deploy would um, definitely make a lot of people happy, including brand-new customers. I think and the, the um, you know, training and getting people up to speed would, would be much faster as well when they only had to deal with one console and only have to figure out how to navigate one place. Um, because that's, you know, that's part of IT. And, and um, so the other part of it is you kind of mentioned a different licensing um, model. I mean, are you guys changing your licensing model again, or is this just um, you're keeping your old licensing model and you're just saying this
2: is, uh I'll say that it's a work in progress, and uh, okay. we'll share a lot more details at CNRG around you know, CWC uh, licensing oh. okay. and, and, and so on. So um, a lot of uh, interesting interesting things happening there um, that will be very compelling to our existing customer base mm-hmm. as well as to uh, new customers.
1: Okay. Well, here's the other thing, too, because you were talking about, you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, it's going to be battle-tested out in the cloud and it'll have a trickle-down effect to... Um, you know your your traditional customers who keep everything on premise and, and own every, all of their own data and manage everything privately. Um, how are you going to get access to test this stuff? Do you have cust- like beta customers or customers who are just straight up cloud customers that you're that are hosting all of their stuff? You know, in kind of a hybrid situation, right? That you, like, so, yeah. Get so, your beta yeah. or get your well, early I mean, release.
2: Our, there's going to be you know, with CWC, there, there are going to be customers who are using our cloud offering
1: mm-hmm. and
2: in a hybrid cloud uh, model. So those those are the customers who will see, um, you know, the the innovation at a uh, at a faster pace, right? We, where we we're offering our cloud uh, CWC cloud uh, services.
1: So the French uh, warriors.
2: Right. Those are um, and you know the the the. the the interesting thing is, um, you know, it's very similar to how we do ShareFile today. And in ShareFile, we update the software every two weeks mm-hmm. and, uh, to, to, to enterprises. And, and one of the interesting things about that is, you know, every so often, you know, customers say, oh, here's a new feature, here's a new use case that I can enable. They didn't have to update the software or plan for. It's just things that just turn on by virtue of consuming a cloud service. And that's mm-hmm. uh, that's some of the interesting things that uh I think it's it's um it's a game changer uh, because now um, i t will see a lot more value for their investment they'll be able to see things that in the past will move much slower it will take uh, a lot of effort for them to uh, realize that value um, mm-hmm. will be you know at a pace that 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 oh, there's only a few products today are doing it. You know, like you got Salesforce, you got Office 365. You know, ShareFile is another example. So, you know, the transition is happening for many um, uh, enterprise softwares, And I'll say that those companies who don't make this transition are going to be left behind because Mm -hmm. the 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 cost of innovation, the pace of innovation that um, uh, that uh, cloud software vendor can offer, it's it's something that a traditional enterprise software cannot uh, ever match.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I and I understand what you're saying. It's still going to take a minute, especially for some of the larger, more traditional companies. Um, you know, like the the finance companies, like banks yeah. and credit card companies. It's going to take them a minute to get there, just because. of... Yes,
2: and, and um, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. You know, when when I joined Sherf in 2011, um, I remember. Um, most enterprise customers will tell us, oh, oh, "We love Sherpa, but we want everything on prem," and that was that was their request. Yeah. Um, you know, because Sherpa was naturally a cloud service, that was not um, that was not a realistic request. It's something we could have easily done. But what was interesting is that we really go, went and understood their requirements, understood their concerns, and then we built a number of uh, things uh, within Sherpa to address those issues and concerns so that they would be um, comfortable with the idea of ShareFile. One of the uh, interesting things we did, aside from the concept of storage zones, was the idea of uh, encryption and making sure that there was no sensitive data, mm-hmm. no passwords, no nothing that could be considered sensitive flowing in through the cloud.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, And we introduced last year, late last year, uh, something called storage zones restrict um, so it 's called restrict, restricted storage zones mm-hmm. and and those have an, another layer of security where all the metadata in the files are are encrypted um, so that uh add you know to those um, concerns that customers had about um, having uh, data and the other thing i 'll say is you know also seen that shift where you know in two thousand and eleven most enterprises weren 't even considering. Consuming some uh, a cloud service, and over time we see more and more companies understanding how to how to consume that, how to realize the value of an of a SaaS offering versus a traditional uh, on-prem, uh, solution. And you know that that journey, every company has a different pace for making that transition. Uh, some, com- some companies will take a, a, a long time to make the transition. Some are already sort of, uh, uh, you know, trailblazing and, uh, right. and uh, leading, the, leading the way. And, you know, every company is a, a, at a different pace now. But what's interesting about what we're doing is that we're not forcing people to, to one way or, an over, or another. You know, mm-hmm. we say, hey, we, we continue to, with our traditional on-prem deployments. We're very committed to that. That's You know, that's our most of our customer base. But we also are... Finding ways to add more value to those offerings by adding this um, South Bay's offerings on top of our existing products.
1: Well, and really, you don't have a choice, right? I mean, you've been doing this for a really long time, and uh, you kind of... Uh, Lord, when when did Citrix actually start? It was like in '96 or '98, somewhere uh, around there. It's well, been a Cit- Citrix
2: was founded in, in, um, in, that, in I'm sorry, in '91.
1: Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah, I was. Wow, yeah. Been <laughs> it's been a
2: uh, while. Uh, we our first SaaS uh, cloud offering uh, was in 2004 when we acquired Expert City, and they mm-hmm. had go to my PC and go to meeting. But those were, for the most part, you know, targeting uh, small and medium, medium businesses.
1: Mm-hmm. We had
2: um, some penetration on enterprises, but not a whole lot. I'll say that Sherpa is is probably the first SaaS offering from Citrix that has um, a significant penetration on enterprises.
1: Okay. Okay. But you guys have been doing it for a long time and you've probably been doing it longer than anybody else. Um, it was just yeah. called something different. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it you know, we
2: have we have our cloud service providers for CENAP and um, you know, that's actually been uh, extremely successful. And that's been going on for a number of years. Um, mm-hmm. The CSPs usually target smaller businesses, right? So right. we, you know, they usually are easier to adopt uh, cloud offerings,
1: um, right? So they're hosting applications using Citrix and just selling it as a service to customers who need um, need it but don't have the capacity to have it on premise. So they basically just completely outsource their IT, right. and that's what you're saying.
2: That's what the CSP guys do. Yeah, they absorb yeah. all that. But they run, you know, they run all the um, all the Citrix infrastructure in the cloud, or, or sometimes they have it on their own data centers. Um, and you know, um, the CSP uh, strategy moving forward for us is quite aligned with what we're doing with CWC. Uh, make sure that what we're offering um, in the future it complements and helps our CSPs be more
1: successful with our uh, with their customers. Well, I mean, has Citrix even looked at the possibility of becoming a cloud service provider as well, and doing hosting? I mean, who knows Citrix better? And Citrix is one of the one one of the products that lives in everybody's kind of every cloud service provider uses Citrix to some degree. At least all the ones that I've heard of.
2: Yeah, I, I mean that's that's um, a possibility. I I, I I can't I can't comment um, okay. that we will or not, but uh, it's definitely possibility. For
1: us to... Yeah. I mean cuz it just makes sense. I mean, you know, why I have all that money walk out the door when you could do it yourself and you do it best, you know? And then you would have a ton of um basically, you know, people to test on, <laughs> to test your product on, <laughs> and experiment with. Yeah. Um but that's just, you know, that's just me thinking. I'm sure it would torque off a lot of your cloud service providers if you guys got into that business too, so you don't also have to consider the politics of that as your yeah. partnership. But um, so, um, Juan, I really, I know that you're kind of, you know, closer to R&D than some of the other people that I speak to, so I really appreciate you taking the opportunity to,
0: to um,
1: and trusting me to have this conversation. Oh, my um, pleasure. Sure. Oh, yeah, I, I really, I mean, I, I know, you know, it's been a while, but we, I really enjoyed working with you and, and you know, an opportunity to have this conversation is really an honor. And um, I just wanted to see if there was anything left that maybe I missed that you want to get out there, like information that you think is really critical that people know, um, you know, before we kind of, you know, circle down and close close the call. I'll say that
2: um, if you're not planning to go to Synergy, you should uh, seriously consider attending this year's event. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be um, a game changer event. Uh, lots of very interesting things that we're going to be talking about. Lots of things to learn. Um, with if you're um, if you're a partner or you do consulting for Citrix, a lot of things that um, will be quite valuable to you. So I encourage you to. Uh, sign up and uh, attend our event um, I you know you can follow me at Citri- uh, on Twitter at uh, Juan mm-hmm. citrix and um, you know I talk a bit about the cloud and some of the things we're doing with uh, CWC I have some uh, have some blog uh, posts that I, I I add those links to my Twitter account so I encourage you I encourage you to uh, follow me on, on twitter and to to kind of follow up what's going on with CWC, and send desktop um,
1: and send up cloud services. yeah absolutely and I will put all that stuff at the bottom of the article like the, the article summary that I write I will make sure that everybody knows where they can find your blogs and they can find you on Twitter. Um, also just to get back to synergy just real quick before we say goodbye um, again are they having the preview labs and the training classes if you show up a few days early is that stuff still going to be part of the um, you know normal festivities?
2: Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, so there's before, yeah,
1: yeah, there's a lot of value there too because you get a real hands-on lab experience too with some of the new tech, right?
2: Yes, and you know I I, I can't contain my excitement about <laughs> uh, our you know what we're planning to do for synergy. So I I I really encourage you to attend, and if you can't, we'll, we'll have our webcast uh, so people can see and um, you know learn about what, what we're uh, Announced in this year.
1: All right, very groovy, and I might actually ping you after synergy if there's some, you know, stuff that I see that I'm like, uh, why don't we need to talk? So I'll right. be back. I would love to,
2: because then we can we can talk into more details and have more uh, technical conversations uh, about some of these uh, offerings that we'll. Yeah, a little uh, bit less
1: cryptic. Well, thank you very much, Juan, and um, I will make sure and put all the ways people can follow you. And uh, you're not as visible in the social arena as some of the other people that I speak to, but like I said, it has to do with the type of work that you're involved in. So um, thank you very much, and hopefully we can um, circle back around After Synergy and kind of dig a little deeper into some of the tech. All right. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Okay, sorry about that. Um, were you okay with that call? One. One.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy.